0: in three two one hello and welcome everyone to the no outlet podcast three and out fantasy football edition your favorite fantasy football podcast every week we do the same thing and ladies and gentlemen i know i say it every week but this week i really really mean it we have a very special show for you tonight um it's almost like back in the 80s or 90s when there was a Uh, a sitcom, right? That had like a very special, um, what is that noise? That sounds like, that sounds like a cowboy. Um, I'm not sure what that's about. Maybe we'll figure that out in a second. It's almost like when there was a very special Roseanne or a very special family ties. And it was like a sad version. This is a very special three and out. Uh, that sound that you hear can only mean one thing. Uh, you could call this, uh, a once and a, probably once in a season, you know, episode that we're going to have for you tonight. Tonight we have the very first ex-Fantasy football player. He was a longtime member, I think a founding member of the league that I'm in, uh, and a very good player who went to several championship games and that who was always present uh, for banter. He was always engaged in every draft day. Um, He could take it as well as he could dish it out. Um, So he was, you know, an active member. He was a very close friend and neighbor to one of the most colorful uh, and distinct owners of the league uh, and lifetime friends with others. Uh, when I say that he was a central core part of the nucleus of this team, it is a drastic understatement. Um, and he's no longer he's no longer in the league. And uh, he's here tonight uh, not to talk about draft strategy or waiver wire pickups, team names or punishments for losing a game or any of those trivial matters that us immature folks deal with. No, no, no. He's here instead to talk about life after fantasy football. Uh, It's the type of bravery um, that's rare in today's world, uh, which makes his appearance even more special, as if it could be any more special than it already is. Uh, It's going to get real tonight, folks. It's like a VH1 episode of Behind the Music with the ex-member of the Eagles, that left before they really got famous. So without any further ado, please help me welcome, with a warm round of applause, the fantasy cowboy himself. Please give it up for the one and only Bad clan. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much. Good to be here.
0: Yeah, we're glad to have you. And as you heard, the studio audience is extremely excited about your presence as well. Um, they've got shirts with both bad clams and with cowboys, um, knowing you from different stages in your fantasy football life. So, um, uh, you you gave me kind of some notes on what you wanted to go over and, and titled it uh, "Life as a Quitter." I think I think that's a little bit harsh, <laughs> um, but uh, nonetheless, it's it's the title that you want to go with. So, we're going to switch up the format this week on three and out, and instead of having you know three positions on fantasy football or or the uh, nucleus around fantasy football, uh, we're going to instead just have you kind of go over your takeaways of being on the other side of the fantasy football realm, so w- with that the the microphone is
1: yours, sir yeah, I appreciate it, and uh, it's good to be here on a, an interesting and a little bit of an alternative uh, topic I understand mm-hmm. um, I don't know how a bad clam and a cowboy might exist what that juxtaposition may look like. Uh, but I think it's probably appropriate. Um, having been coined the fantasy cowboy, I, I, you recall that I self coin that or did <sighs> yeah. that just kind of I mean
0: I think that anyway? you I think you might have had a bat, like something went wrong and you were trying to make too many moves and I think you might've called yourself the fantasy cowboy, but nobody had any argument with that nomenclature or that moniker that you gave yourself. I think that was right on.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, the way I approach the, uh, approach the whole thing, try to, uh, have a lot of fun at it, make some moves, make some things happen and not be so wound up about <clears throat> the results. Right. It's, uh, it's what it's supposed to be about. And, uh, you know, and was and, and, and still is. So I, uh, yeah, when you, uh, you mentioned to me about doing this, um, and you were nice to say life after. And yeah, I mean, it's life is a quitter, right? I, 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 I quit. You know, we don't know if it's forever. Um, we'll put that out there, but, uh, you know, what is this coming through COVID? This is what second season that I've been on the sidelines. And, uh, yeah, you know, thinking about it, um, there's a handful of things that are different um, different for me now on, on Sundays in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of those was when I remember first being introduced to Fantasy Football, however many friggin' years ago that was, was it like, what was it, 16 or more, 17? I think it might have been more. Um, I
0: think it was closer to 20.
1: Did we crush the 20-year? Yes, We're getting close. Um, you know, it didn't occur to me when I was first looking at at, at, at getting involved that, you might be in a position <clears throat> for us up here in New England watching the packs and actually, you know, the other team might be in the red zone. You'd have a player going to the other team and might actually for a second say, you know, this wouldn't be so bad if they scored or that guy got the ball, got his number called and went in. Uh it, I, I, I never got comfortable with that. Never got comfortable with that. Um my my Sundays are now clean, unencumbered. Um you know, just, uh, can take a fresh approach and, and get back to just being the homer that I am as a Boston sports fan. So, right. um, yeah, and you mentioned the, you know, the, the, the long time, uh, you said colorful, I might add controversial, um, manager, uh, member here of, uh, of, of this league, uh, who lives around the corner from me. So I still do watch a handful of games with him and, still you know am exposed to this dynamic uh and I've just had to get comfortable with that over time he and I have bantered about it forever uh so that's one thing um you know just being able to approach a Sunday without any conflicts of interest around what uh you know individual players might do uh in particular against the Pats um I mean you you, you recall from some of my front running seasons. Um, I had some really good franchise players Yeah, that absolutely like flaked not from injury. Uh, Ricky Williams um, decided to rip Bond hits and, instead of continuing to play for my team. I mean, that hurts. Um, Kareem Hunt, not to make light of it. lost his mind, uh, obviously, in that hotel hallway. Uh, two prime examples, really exhibit A and B. Yeah. And Um, and really exhibit A and
0: B and and on total opposite ends of the, you know, spectrum in terms of your actions, like one is just wants to chill the fuck out and and smoke spliffs. And the other one's like
1: going ham on his girl, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, but the outcome of the impact is the same. Um, And, uh, and I guess that segues to to the, the, the third thing I thought about here. And I just mentioned, Often being kind of a front runner in the regular season, uh, and I know that you know there's strategy at play where several managers don't want to be front runners. They want to be kind of middle of the pack because they're already angling on, you know, next season's draft order, right? Based on where they finish in the regular. Um, that's not really in my nature. I want to try to best lineup I can together and 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 win. Um, unfortunately, never won out. Um, so. You know, I I I feel like the Buffalo Bills of the league, um, mm. you know, three strikes and out, not four like them. Um, but an early early trip to the you know the the, the championship. I think it was the was it the inaugural season against our aforementioned uh, controversial um, manager. I think it might have been. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, and lost that on some goofy garbage time passed from Dante Culpepper to, I can't remember who. Um, and, you know, I, you know, but having been only doing this for a season or maybe it was a season or two, like, all right, well, at least I got here. Great. And then it took me forever to get back. Uh, tough loss. I remember it ended up being Christmas Eve when, um, might've been what, like the Saturday night playoff games or something or forget why. And, uh, you know, so had to kind of watch out of one eye as my team just did absolutely nothing and watch this other, um, newer and again, somewhat controversial, uh, manager, uh, take the trophy that year. Uh, so that, you know, hurt. And then finally, again, more recently, um, to lose again to, or rather I, I'm just gonna say you know the the, the dark one um, I mean w- w- how would you characterize to whose name shall not be spoken
0: well see that it' he's got many different um, tags you know one is the dark one uh, the dark Lord the Sith Lord uh, he goes yep. by he goes by Farthammer. um mm-hmm. he goes by asterisk right um, so I, uh. But he's, but he's got different – he's almost like Sybil. He's got a lot of different um, shades to him. So you, it depends on where you're catching him. If you're catching him on the back nine at Breakfast Hill with a couple of gin and sodas, then, you know, he's none of those. Um, so it all depends. If he's trying to get one over on you, uh, which has become increasingly more difficult to do because everyone kind of knows he's really good at this. But if he's trying to get yep. a trade done, um, you're not going to get any of those either. You're going to get, you know, the – the, yeah. the silent assassin, right? So, uh, it, it, it's situational. His name is situational.
1: It is, and I know you know. In he, at least, um, what he expressed to me was he, he was conflicted about even being in the game again against me. And then, um, I mean, I think we watched some games that fateful afternoon together. And I don't know. I had like Zach Ertz and and you know some other really good regular season players. Well, regular season in fantasy. Um, Who just absolutely shit the bed, you know, and having to sit there and watch that happen and just have that sinking feeling. Mm. Just, uh, no fun. I mean, again, all in fun, but, uh, you know, I, I I say this mostly in jest (laughs) and I wouldn't characterize him in any, in any other way than a really great friend. Um, that's right. right. We've had a lot of laughs and we'll continue to, but, uh, you know, those three trips and, and, and coming up empty. And just kind of the, the surrounding attributing circumstances, tough to swallow.
0: Um, As somebody once said, a man can only take so many kicks in the dick.
1: I've heard that. I've, 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 heard I've that. read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's about where I, uh, you know, that's about where I landed there. Like, you know what? I think I'm, uh, I'm going to be good here for a bit and, uh, you know, take up DraftKings or whatever. But, um, yep. um, you know, you mentioned that I, you know, is a reasonably frequent contributor to the, the, the banter, um, you know, on the message board or whatever else, um, I feel like that's the case. Um, uh, but I think it became a situation where there was kind of fewer and fewer participants, at least frequent participants. And, You know, it thereby became pretty predictable and um, almost kind of Groundhog Day-ish. Like, here it comes. (laughs) You can almost see that the message materializing before it actually is posted, Um, you know. And I don't know. I just grew a little tired of it, um, as fun as it it can be. Um, And some of the fun we had with... uh, you know, with engaging people in different ways, that just became a little bit tiresome to me. Um, And uh, even
0: Yankees, you know, Yankees suck that, that eventually, that eventually got old too. Right. I mean, after, after a point it's, you can't keep doing it. Right. Right. And I'll just jump in real quick and say, I'm guilty of some of that groundhog, um, you know, uh, poking of the clam, if you will. Uh, you know, I, the, the, the relentless, you know, calling you champ before you won. Um, (laughs) I, I I honestly look back. There was one day I was driving back from my mom's house. I was in Rye and I saw you and your lovely wife walking down the street and uh, I stopped. And instead of just saying, Hey, how are you? You know, hope you have a great day. Great day for a walk. You know, I said those things, but then of course I had to throw in the obligatory, ch- you know, chant yeah. of, of champ, you know, yeah. and I, I felt like that's when that particular piece of tomfoolery jumped the shark. I feel like once I, because then I, I kind of crossed over worlds, right? Like there's no reason to bring your poor wife into this. Like I, she doesn't have to see <laughs> that happen. She does. She's not in the mood for it, and you certainly weren't in the mood for it either. So if if I could put my hand up in the air and say, uh, I'm guilty of, of, of part of that fourth reason. And I, uh, I apologize. Hope, hopefully I wasn't the camel, you know, the ba- the straw that broke the camel's back.
1: Yeah, it was one of, uh, it, 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 it was one of a whole big pile of straws. Okay, good. You know, I can't point to one that, that broke the clams back. Um, or if you would, or would broke a clam shell, I don't know. Um, so I, clam, I,
0: I want to go clam back.
1: Easy. Go ahead. A clam, a clam is easier to poke with a broken shell.
0: Just say that. This is, this is very true. That's why seagulls dropped them from way up on high. Um, all right. Is. I want to go back to the first thing you said because there's a lot to unpack here. So somebody else that's been on my show down uh, – he lives in Arkansas. His name's is the, the Jerk. He's good friends with The Dark Lord as well. And Mm -hmm. uh, and he made a very interesting point that I hadn't really thought about, but it's so true. And it goes back to, you know, where do your loyalties lie? Like if you're if you're truly a Pats fan, like if you're like I used to sit in Foxborough Stadium, Sullivan Stadium on the metal, you know, shitty, you know, benches when they had Steve Grogan in a fucking neck brace half the time. Like if you're that (laughs) Pats fan, you know, it's going to be really hard for you to to watch a game with the Pats in it and be happy that something bad's happening against that team, if you're really, truly a Pats fan. Um, right. And his point was all of his 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 son and all of his um, son's friends root for players in every sport. They don't root for teams mm-hmm. anymore. So they might be a LeBron fan. They might be a Tom Brady fan. They might be a, you know, a, this player, that player, but not so much anymore as, don't follow a team there's not that team loyalty and i wonder how much of that is a direct result of the way that fantasy football is is played everybody's fucking playing it and everyone plays the same way and that is i want to get the best players to make this fantasy team um so so some of that i think is is a true derivative of the nature of whether it's dfs on DraftKings or whether it's a yahoo standard league like the one that we were in um, yep. And I also want to read a little quote here from your copy that you gave me, um, which I think is, it, it needs to be said out loud. Uh, Although still somehow subject myself to watching some Pats game with the, Pat's games with the Dark Lord, who continues to cheer for his player's performance at his home team's expense with a shocking in parentheses, to be fair, no longer shocking, in parentheses, lack of regard. That kind of sums it up right there. Uh, at the end of the day, you've got to pick one, either you're a Pats fan or you're a fantasy football fan. Um, and that's a tough one for people to, to thread. So, um, so with all that said, is there any other color commentary that you would like to, to place on your departure, um, from the the sport and hobby we know as fantasy football? I guess it's not a sport. It's more of a hobby.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, much more color there is on you know on this particular particular topic um, I mean I you know I'm uh, it, I mean it, it, it's fun to kind of just talk about this stuff and how I ended up here <laughs> taking a break <laughs> how I ended up
0: here I'm just picturing somebody at like a fucking truck stop someplace all fucking methed out how
1: I ended up here yeah eating gas station sushi whatever um, yeah um so I don't know. I mean, you know, I've heard certain people say to me, like, "Well, everyone's giving me shit because they think I'm the reason that you quit." And it's like, you know, no, dude, it's it's no one in particular. It's just the the overall experience. And I just uh, I felt like it was I'm for a break. And uh, like I said, the offset it doesn't mean doesn't mean I'm throwing in the towel uh, forever. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, even things like the league going to twelve and and you guys are back at 10 now right
0: yeah and it's way better 10 is yeah. better than 12
1: yeah it's gotta be and you know like one or two keepers might be better than like you know 14 keepers um yeah so yeah. um you know and, and
0: we're working on that too well yeah. you, you know do you mind if i ask you a couple of questions go for it okay because i this this whole idea of you know it's like it's almost like you're in a cult. And then when someone it's like Scientology, right? Like Tom, Tom Cruise is, is right in Scientology. And then all of a sudden Leah Remy is not. And it's like, what the fuck? And you want to find out from Leah Remley's. So I'm not, I'm not saying you're Leah Remini or whatever her fucking name is, but um, I, I do have some well, things that are on my mind about this whole transition, if you will. And you well, it, on, on please. the Leah Remy thought.
1: I mean, it has been said that I, i resembled to some degree her TV husband.
0: Hey, there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with Kevin James. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with Kevin James. Okay, so you'd mentioned it a few times, so I might as well lead with it. You, you've said a couple times. I don't know if it's forever. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, first of all, I, I'm sure that when other people hear this, they're going to automatically be excited to hear that because that's a good thing. Um, and so the question that I had, which you've kind of already answered, um, but let's let's be analytical about it. Let's put a you're a math guy, so put a probability percentage on you playing fantasy football again in the next, I'll say, five years.
1: Uh, 62.
0: Okay, I like that answer. I'll take those odds. Um, yep. Now, one thing that you've pointed out, you know, I think some some important detail, you know, uh, what you now uh, can can enjoy easier without the you know conflict of, of your home team um, you also pointed out that you don't have to worry about the fantasy gods you know having a Peter North party all over you um, yep, and other yep. things but um, I guess my question is do you miss
1: it yeah um not really not yet at least okay
0: that's good that i mean that at the end of the day all anybody wants is for people to be happy right so if this if this means you don't miss it and you're having a good time then that's what it means i
1: mean what step out of the 12 steps do you get you know past kind of the initial phase and start missing it Mm, that's a good
0: question I think it. I think it depends on what you're stepping away from, right? I mean, uh, yeah. If it's a, a full-on heroin addiction, it's probably like step three. Fantasy yep. football, you might not be there yet, um, and that's yeah, okay.
1: I, I think, I, that's, I think okay. that's. I think that's what we got going on. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. Next question. Uh, of, do you remember? And it might be a tough one because I honestly don't know if I can remember this. But do you remember a trade? Um, <laughs> Or any kind of transaction, it can it can be a dropping and a picking up. But do you remember something that you did that still sticks out? And you're like, "Holy shit! Why the fuck did I? Why did I do that? Why did I say yes to that? Why did I drop this player? Why did I pick this player up?" And 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 not not the Kareem Hunt elevator or yeah 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 you know Ricky Williams thing, but something that you actually controlled.
1: I didn't do a ton of trades, um, as you probably probably recall, and. You know, generally by the time I would get a trade done with another manager, I mean, we basically had so many terms and conditions surrounding the thing that it was bordering on absurd. Like, I remember with, with Loomis, when I, did I trade for or did I trade him AJ Green? I'm forgetting. Um, but it was something like we had all these contingencies around how he did for the rest of the season – and how and how how far the team you know that that received him like went into the playoffs like it could have gone from like you know a first like in a, a a first and a third to to like a fourth and an eighth or something um and there was this graduated like scale of where the thing would net out and yeah. uh, I'm forgetting we tasked like poor Hatfield with popping a spreadsheet to, to reconcile this whole thing. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's that. And then I'm forgetting. If I was in the middle of, or, or just an onlooker, but um, appropriately you know, intrigued when there was a manager who had, who had Gronk and basically yep. wasn't going to make the playoffs. And there was a the whole thing proposed where he basically – was going to lease Gronk to this other manager. Oh, I remember this. <laughs> and it like you know borders on um, you know uh, having our friend around the corner who happens to be of a legal profession, like having to to basically draft a, a letter of understanding or, or an agreement, some kind of a legal instrument to memorialize this and, and make sure that you know when the dust settled, every everyone was. I you know w- w- was given their due, so I just remember things like that about the league that, it, that that we we would push stuff. I think so much further beyond kind of the customary boundaries of what other other leagues would even consider.
0: Yeah, um, no,
1: that's true. And it you know it did make for some of the some of the funniest funniest banter and threats to quit the league by people. <laughs> Everything that comes with it, so, yeah. So you
0: mentioned a couple things there that are worth pointing out. So first of all, Hatfield spreadsheet, motherfucker. So that poor kid, he had to – and it got to the point where it was pretty gnarly. And I remember when he left – I remember thinking, no, he can't leave. That's like the mafia accountant leaving right before a RICO trial. Like he can't just walk away with all these fucking, you know, dangling participles. But then, oddly enough, um it didn't really matter because this year we kind of blew it all up. We had owners yep. that had, you know, traded draft picks out to I think I think 2023 or 2024. We had
1: some <laughs> draft picks That far out. So, you know, it's like, I I know, I I know who at least one of them might have been.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had. And I think that guy had more than one. And, And so we just blew it all up. So it was almost like a total reset. It's like, you know, when the bank failed and, you know, banks failed in 2008, 2009. It's like, all right, let's yeah. just, just fucking level set this whole motherfucker. Let's dump a bunch of money <laughs> in and just fucking start over. Um, uh, but you know what? I'm glad that we did that uh, because it, it, it was needed um, for, the, for the league to keep going. All right, so you were, you were gracious enough to say that I wasn't the, the final straw. And I, and I actually ha- – I, you know, I won't say I've lost sleep over it because I haven't, but I've, I have thought a few times like I really hope – that I wasn't the reason or the last reason. And I'm also very glad to hear you say that other people felt that way too. Like I wasn't the only one thinking, holy shit was I the one that drove me out of the league. Um, so you were gracious to say that there was no last straw, but do you remember? So I'm not asking for you to say it was this or it was that. Cause you've already said it was a bunch of straws and I heard you say that, but what I'm wondering is yeah. when was the moment that you said to yourself, all right, that, I'm out. Like not, not, the occurrence, but like the moment in time where you were like, "Yeah, that's that's good. It's a wrap on me. I, I've had my fun. It's time to hang up the fantasy cowboy hat for a little bit and just enjoy my Sundays."
1: Oh man! I... Yeah, I mean, I just think it was coming off that. That I think that was my last season when I, I, I again lost the, yeah, yeah. yep. Um, you know, again, around the you know, the, the repeated fix to the dick notion. Um, just felt like I was done with it, and I'm forgetting how the whole COVID thing then lined up. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I mean, that that kind of sealed it like well, this is going to be a shit show anyway for a number of reasons, and you know, there was uncertainty whether the NFL was even going to be playing or, you know, if they were going to play, a, uh, you know, a full regular season or not. And, yep. and I think between the two things, I mean, I was fairly well resolved <clears throat> after that, uh, that championship loss. Uh, and then, you know, the COVID thing and, and basically sports getting canceled was, uh, certainly a, a source of anger yeah. just generally. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think it was kind of a combination there. Cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, COVID, I, I actually, so we didn't have our league COVID year, but I, I joined another league that I was in a million years ago and it fucking sucked because I hated watching football was not fun to watch with nobody in the stands. It just wasn't. People can say that it was, but it wasn't, it wasn't as enjoyable at all, not even close and therefore fantasy football sucked. All right. I've got two, I've got two final questions. So the effectiveness of or the importance, I should say, of of a solid draft can be debated. Like, you know, you could say that you could have a terrible draft, quote unquote, and work the waiver wire, get some good trades and do just fine and maybe even win a championship. Um, But that being said, and that, you know, irrespective of this question, how much of a factor is the level of inebriation Uh, of a GM in terms of how it impacts their draft success. In other words, what you saw over the years, right? Uh, Did you ever see somebody, and it could be yourself, um, did you ever see somebody get so kind of uh, under the influence of uh, beer or anything else uh, that they made some pretty questionable choices and kind of looked back the next morning almost like a bad night in college and said, holy shit, why why did I do that?
1: I mean, it, it, if you're asking, do I remember, you know, one or more such, such instances and not specifically, I just remember generally, at least, you know, as the, the draft was winding down mm-hmm. and you can almost put all of us in that category. Um, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, I, I do remember though, a couple of times where people I guess you know to be fair. Earlier in the draft, made some just really weird trades of like swapping picks and and, and other stuff that I think they'd probably look back on a little bit sideways um, in hindsight.
0: What was that one but, uh, year when someone yeah. traded away? Hatfield was one of the people. I forget who the other person was. I think it was um, Bungun, but they he traded away like <laughs> picks like six through tw- ten for yes. For some uh, for something else, and it was
1: right before. Is that what you're talking about? That that that's a good example, um, but it's not a good answer to your question because, like, that was almost like something that 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 he conceived and premeditated for weeks. Like it, it he executed that so quickly when the it was pretty close to when the draft started, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, oh, it, was,
0: it was before the first pick. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and everyone kind of like was like, you know, somebody. Somebody skipped the record on the uh, the jukebox and was like, "What's what just happened?" And uh, so, yeah, I mean that's interesting because that's the opposite of you know having you know Being too too many influence. and yeah, yeah, and like you know and throwing some weird hail mary moves. So <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I, I, I mean, um, I, I think, but I I do think though that. There was, there was no kind of. Uh, I guess what would the, what would the analog be? Um, like Taco, that character. Um, you know, everyone knew he was going to fuck his draft up, and it was almost like, you know, that was like, you know, it kind of handicapped the whole thing for everybody else. Yeah. We didn't have many people miss picks. I mean. That's true. Certainly, certainly over time. Like, <laughs> you, I mean, you certainly couldn't go to sleep. You had to have some kind of a plan. Um, although I do remember seeing you show up with absolutely no plan one time and I think you had a pretty good season. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there just wasn't a lot of room for, you know, for missing a pick or, or a handful because handful because, you know, you might have been out behind the shed having a time.
0: Yep. Um, no, so. absolutely. So, so I'll just say this real quick. I, there's definitely a core, playing golf beforehand. I, I think <laughs> personally doesn't help my draft. Right. I think it hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's not because of any other reason than I just felt like by the time it was the last, you know, I just felt out of it. You know what I mean? Like no, no, yeah. no good reason. There was one time that we had the draft. Remember when, uh, the dark Lord had that fun little restaurant. In Portsmouth, oh,
1: I—I'll right? never forget it.
0: And we had a couple of drafts there. I think we had at least two, maybe three. And one year, um, somebody, somebody picked somebody. It was a—I think the last name was Williams. I forget. And uh, another owner who's no longer in the league made the comment of "You picked the wrong Williams." Um, so th- there's only been a couple of times when someone's really doofed the pick.
1: Uh, one it was. was
0: uh, do you it remember was that?
1: My- my brother in law for like the year or two he was in the league and it was if I my my recollection is um shit, now my memory my memory's failing me. Who's the who was the Lions receiver? Um Megatron oh, Johnson, Calvin Johnson. Yeah. And <laughs> my brother in law picked I don't know if his last name was Johnson, but a different lion and
0: Oh, that's what it was. It,
1: and it was heh, <laughs> you picked the wrong lion. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. That's right. So that that is a that is a good example. Um, although, again, I don't know if that's, you know, if, if he would fault, uh, you know, having a third Martini before the draft. I don't think so. I uh, I just think he was a little one over his head. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely.
0: Um, so. All right. Final question. This is a tough one. I apologize. I'm, I'm leaving the toughest no. one for last. How do you spell... Ruben Drones.
1: <sighs> I mean, I don't know if, you know, Ruben is like the sandwich or if it's just R-U-B-I-N or, sorry, or E-U-B-E-N. That's, it, that's why it's so tricky, right? But it's, it's also like drones, but it's like drowns. Um, I mean, I think the way I enunciated it that evening would suggest I really didn't know how the fuck to spell it. Um <laughs> So, <laughs> okay. I, 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 uh, I, mean, do you want me to spelling be this thing, and then you can tell me if I get it right or wrong?
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Apps, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. All right.
1: All right. So, uh, now this, this may be quick. To ask, just, just, just,
0: just pretend like you're one of those, you know, twelve year old Indian kids that knows every word ever written. Right. Yeah. Here we go.
1: R U B. E-N-E-R-O-U-G-H-N-S. So close.
0: Um, the only thing, uh, so in the beginning, and actually you said this variation when you were like, oh, I wonder if it's this, I wonder if it's that. So Ruben actually has a um, an E. So it's R-U-E-B-A-N. And then uh, drones is uh you nailed it d-r-o-u-g-h-n-s you only missed by one letter that's i'll take
1: I'll, you know i'll, I'll take it Fuck take yeah it. I, yeah, and that would be you know in the category of uh the the, the an example of uh you know the, the the earlier question um i think i was a little bit a little bit out over my skis when i made <laughs> that pick um and i remember taking absolutely instant shit for it as well right and for the and I think for, and I think for the rest of the evening, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Well, Classic. listen,
0: I I want to thank you for taking time out of your day and your night and uh, and to come on the show here. And I know I speak for um, every owner when I say this. Uh, I'm glad that you found peace in your life after. <laughs> fantasy football and at the end of the day it, it, you're happy and that's what matters most but if you ever decide that you wanted to throw your cowboy hat back into the fantasy football ring i am certain that there would be a parade held in your honor because uh <laughs> it's it, it, it it's fun we're having a good time but it's it's not the same without you in the league there's no doubt about uh, that so
1: right on, right on brother I, I i appreciate it and we'll see uh We'll see if I chuck that cowboy hat back in the ring here at some point.
0: Awesome. Well, listen, all the people that were in the studio audience are now doing the wave in your honor. They've got big, right huge flags, just like they do in European soccer. And they've got, like, you know, pictures of you on the front. They're cheering. Um, <laughs> it's it's really something. So, again, thank you for being part of the show. And, hey, enjoy your Sunday.
1: Hey, I will do that, man. I appreciate you uh, you having me on. Keep this up. It's uh, some some cool shit.
0: All right, man. I'll talk to you later.
1: Take care. See <laughs> ya.